1: Hi everyone, welcome to Town with Connie podcast. I'm your host Connie. Welcome to a brand new episode. How is everyone doing? I hope you guys are well. I know there's been a lot going on in the country. If you're in the United States, you should understand what I'm saying. Or maybe you haven't catch up with the news, but there's a lot has been happening. Apart from the pandemic that we are still experiencing, we thought by this time COVID should have disappeared, but it's still here. And we don't know how long it's going to be here, but it seems like it's no longer our new normal. This is just going to be our normal, period, you know. So um, our advice, everyone, to make sure that they are taking um, precautions and make sure that you are staying safe. And another thing that's happening in our country is also in Afghanistan, because you know if you're not listening to the news, but I'm just going to give you the gist of it. I don't know a lot, but the little that I know, I'm just going to share with you. But um, our country recently withdrew a military um base or something from Afghanistan, so that caused a lot, a lot of people to be in danger, and it's really crazy and it's so sad. You know, when you watch those videos where people, mothers, you know, with their babies, you know, crying. Cause they want to be rescued and i would highly encourage everyone to please pray for the believers out there um the christians out there and they are going through a lot some of them have been um, sentenced to death um and some are just not are there but they don't know what their future looks like they don't know what tomorrow will be they don't know when the taliban people will come and get them you know so many things is happening and it's so sad and i will encourage you to make sure you, to catch up on the news to see what's happening with the Af- people in afghanistan there's some also american citizens there as well too i think that haven't left yet so i will i urge everyone to please pray for the Af- um people in, Af- in afghanistan and the christians in afghanistan that are experiencing a lot of turmoil a lot of suffering and a lot of um i don't know how to describe it just so they're going through a lot and please put them in your prayers. So I wanted to make sure um I mentioned that and um yeah and you can do research about that and see where you can um um help, you know, where you can render your help, either donation or whatever it might be. And if you are trying to donate, make sure you do your research and make sure you're donating to the right organization, not those that want to defraud people. So make sure you are wise. Uh, with your money with how you are donating how you are contributing so that's what i wanted to point out and also um yeah no, i i haven't said welcome welcome to the new listeners thank you so much for joining us um i hope you stick around more and um we do have tons of episodes for you to listen to after listening to this one and for the ogs thank you so much for your continued support i genuinely love you guys all of you both new and old i genuinely love you all Thank you so much for your support. So today's episode, let's get to it. Have you ever had someone tell you to rejoice in your trials or sufferings? Yes, this is true. They didn't make it up. <laughs> they didn't just make it up um, telling you these things when you're going through difficult times. I'm sure they probably have come across this Bible verse, James 1, 3, that says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. So, I don't know about you, but sometimes when people tell you to rejoice in your suffering, or when you hear this Bible verse that I just shared, James 1, 3, you probably would think, how in the world am I supposed to rejoice in my sufferings? You know, so I have asked the same question. So you are not alone. So today's episode I'll be discussing what the Bible means when it says we should rejoice in our suffering and hopefully provide some clarity, some practical ways to obey God's word. Now, you know how we do it. Keep on listening. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so today's episode um, is now out of the ordinary because I always, you know, you know, release episodes like this that I feel like um, I'm, I have this person in my heart to share with you guys or so something that I'm learning new and I want to share with my venters. you know, so uh, it's this episode won't be an exception to that too. I'm learning something new, so I wanted to share with you guys. So I was um revisiting my Bible study notes from church a couple of Sundays back, right? And I came across this verse in the Bible. And the verse is 1 Peter 1 3 to 9. This will primarily be our Bible verse for this episode. So, our discussion will center around you know 1 Peter 1 3 to 9. So, I will go ahead and read the verse first, and then we can go ahead and talk about it. I will share some of my thoughts and some conviction that came about while reading this verse. So, why don't we head over to our Bible if you have one with you right now? Go to 1 Peter chapter 1 and we're going to read from verse 3. I'm going to be reading ESV translation. So this is what it says. The word of God says, First Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is perishable undefiled unfading kept in heaven for you who by god's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time in this you rejoice though now for a little while if necessary you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your fate more precious than gold that perish though it is tested by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Such a beautiful passage in the Bible, and uh, I want us to talk about it. So, before reading this verse, this is usually what I think rejoicing your suffering looks like. You know, for me, um, so recently I had experienced some, well, like I guess, trials in my life. I mean, we do experience trials all the time, but as of recent, you know, I had a job that I really wanted to get, and I thought it was my dream job, I actually said it was my dream job, and I wanted to be, I wanted to get this job, and I wasn't selected, I wasn't one of the people that was selected to move on to the hiring process, right? So when I received that letter that I wasn't selected, I was devastated. I was sad. I was unhappy because I wanted a job. I wanted to be the one. I wanted them to select me, to choose me, right? I was grieved about it, right? But um, when when I was experiencing this, and then I remember the Bible verse that says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. So I was like, you know what, I'm supposed to rejoice at this moment, moment, not sit here feeling sad. You know what? I was like, you know what? I'm going, I'm gonna thank God that I was not selected. You know, I'm just gonna forget about it, and everything will be fine. I'm just had to rejoice and don't be sad. So that's what I say to myself. And after saying that, the next time I was still feeling hurt. I was still feeling, you know, I was still grieved about it, and. I keep saying this, I keep repeating the same thing just to make myself to lift up my spirit, but it seems like it's now working. I was like, I need to redress at this moment that I was not selected. I was just telling myself that. And then I came across this Bible verse, um, and that was during Bible study in church, and that kind of brought clarity to me. So let's go back to the Bible verse again that I just read a few seconds ago, a few minutes ago. Um, so the first Peter. Chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So this verse basically listed um, God's mercy that he has shown to his people. Basically, it God's mercy is shown to his children, which are, you know, he caused us to be born again. That means there was a regeneration of heart that happened. He saved us. He redeemed us. You know, he caused us to be born again through our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, through him dying on the cross for us and being resurrected. And also sharing... Being co-heirs with Christ, with Jesus, that means sharing inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. That means for all of us that are His children, you know. And when you continue, verse five, it says, "Who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time." So we are after being saved, we are still guarded through faith, to getting you know through the through faith. For his salvation, ready to be revealed. So, God is still guarding us even when we are saved. So, he was just mentioning, listing um, God's mercy shown to his people, his chosen ones, the ones that he have redeemed. So, that's what he was listing. So, when we go down to now, verse 6, it says, In this you rejoice. So, let's stop here. Then you should ask yourself this question, in what should I rejoice? Let's go back to verse 3. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ according to his great mercy. So we rejoice according to God's mercy. We rejoice in God's mercy shown to us. That's what we are rejoicing when we are suffering. So that's what he's trying to say here. So when we continue to read again in verse 6, it says, in this you rejoice though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. Let's stop there for now. So if you notice, it says towards the end, you have been grieved by various trials. So that means God knows that we have been grieved by various trials. That means God does not want us to be in denial or pretend that we are not experiencing suffering like I was doing before. He didn't want me to be um, not acknowledging that I'm feeling sad, that I was I'm unhappy that this happened, that I, I I didn't like what happened, that I I am saddened by this, I am grieved by this. He didn't want me to pretend about it, or don't let him know how I feel about those things. He cares about everything about us, you know. So he doesn't want us to be in denial of it, because he even stated it here that that he knows that we have been grieved by various trials. So it's not when you say that I am sad, or this means that. Oh my God! You said a bad word. <laughs> no, you're you're allowed to express that to God. You're allowed to let Him know how you were feeling. He doesn't want to come to Him, pretending, to to uh, pretending or acting like you don't feel sad, acting like you're not suffering, acting like you're not grieved that about something. You know, He wants you to let Him know those things, and He knows we are going to go through that because He told us here that we are going to go through that because He know we have been you know, grieved by various trials. So that's what it says. Um, Knowing that God knows that we have been been grieved. Some people might ask, if God knows that we are suffering or grieved by various trials, then what is the point of all of this? You know, why are we going through this? You know, now verse 7 will answer the question. Let's read verse 7. It says, so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perish though it is tested by fire. Let's stop there. So you go through suffering. You go through trials so that your your faith will be tested. Your genuineness of your faith will be tested, you know. And if we finish reading that verse 7, it says, May be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This verse reminds me of Romans chapter... Chapter 5, 1 to 5. I don't know if some of you guys know about this verse. Let me go ahead and read it for you guys. Okay, so Romans 5, 1 through... We're going to read 1 through 5 to get context, context, okay? So verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him, we have also obtained access by faith into His grace, in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, 3 is where I'm really heading to. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I love this verse. This has been my anchor verse too, because when you are going through suffering, you are asking, so why am I going through this? What's the point of all of this? This verse gives that explanation. Our suffering produces endurance. That means, And then that endurance that we produce helps produce character. And the character produces hope. And the hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So suffering um, helps build our character. And our character, what character are we trying to have? God is trying to conform us. We have to remember this. God is trying to conform us to the image of Christ, that character of him. And he does that through suffering. And and I, I can remember what verse in the Bible that says, um, God's power works best in our weakness. Because in our weakness is when we need God the most, which it shouldn't be that way. But um, that's when we need him the most. Because that's when we realize we are powerless, how little we are compared to God, you know. And that's why you cannot, give, get, you cannot be saved if you don't recognize that you're a sinner. You cannot be saved if you haven't been convicted of a sin. Because why do you need to be saved if you think you're not a sinner, I think you are good? Then that means you don't need salvation. So you, for you to be redeemed, you have to be redeemed from something, redeemed from sin. That means you're delivered. You're saved from condemnation, from slavery to sin. You have been saved f- from that. You know, you have been delivered out of that. You know, so God used suffering, our suffering, our trials to sanctify us. To That means shredding us off those worldly things that we have. Those um those are our old men. Those are our our sinful nature. He used that to shred us off those things. And he does that gracefully. That's like breaking us, but doing it gracefully. But he just cleansing us. Because when he says we are people set apart, it's not just for mouth, for you to be going around saying, "I'm people set apart, and people... No, 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 no. There's application to that. That means you're not going to act like the word. And that comes with suffering. Trust me, that comes with suffering. Because when you look around and see that... See that most people, and sometimes it could be even family members, don't think like you are. They don't even, you know, want you to be even sharing the gospel. Sometimes you experience suffering due to what you believe in. Those things help shape you. It helps mold you to the image of Christ, you know. So that that's the reason why we go through suffering. That's what God used our suffering to do. He used it for actually for our own good because he said, In Romans 8, 28, it says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So everything that he's doing, it will work out in our own good. And the Holy Spirit in us is is empowering us to do God's word, to do good deeds, to produce fruits. you know. So our suffering is not in vain. Our suffering is not for no reason. You know there's a reason for everything, and God would turn those things to our own good. We just have to trust and believe in him. And if we are called to his purpose, that means if we are saved, if we are redeemed. So um that's that. Now let's continue to our um verse of the day, which is first Peter chapter one. So I stopped at verse seven. You know, another thing you should ask yourself is where should our focus be if you are experiencing trials? So let's go to let's continue reading first Peter chapter 1, 8 to 9. It says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your soul. So our trials have more us to the image of christ that means building character right and it's used to test our the genuine genuineness of our faith because when when you have money you don't have any issue you will say oh i love god oh i love god uh, and everything but when you are in trial that's when that your faith will actually be tested and see if it will stand the test of time when we survived in verse eight and nine, he's saying about what we should be focusing on When we're going through our trial, we should be focusing on um, that revelation of Jesus Christ, that spending eternity with God, spending time with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the joy it will be for us to see him face to face, although we haven't seen him now, but we love him. Although we haven't seen him now, but we believe in him and we hope we focus on the hope we have in Christ. And that hope will definitely will not put us to shame, as Romans 5, 6 says. You know, that hope will not put us to shame because the love of God has been shared abroad in our heart through the Holy Spirit given to us. So when we go into those things, we'll those our focus should be in our hope, our internal hope, the hope we have in Christ, you know. And um, and that's where that joy comes from. That's when that joy comes from. And that joy sometimes can be inexpressible, you know in the salvation of our soul, like before we, we were enemy of Christ, enemy of God, but now we have peace with him, we have access by faith, we have, we have good standing with him, we can have a relationship with him, we can now call him Abba, Father, you know, because the Holy Spirit is indwelling in us okay so that's where our focus should be when we are going to trials so now you know you may ask you know what are some practical ways i can impl- implement this in my life which is a good question because when we read the bible we want to also learn about the application how we can be the doers of the word not just hearers or readers of the word i just added that one but so going back to my story that i narrated previously about you know not being selected for this job that i thought i was going to get selected for not being hired for it knowing what i know now how i should react how i should respond to not being selected should be instead of saying denying that oh i'm not feeling this way oh i'm happy that i wasn't selected telling myself lies basically but actually being honest yes lord i feel sad I wanted to be hired. I thought I was going to be one of the ones choosing. I feel sad about this. I'm hurt by this. I'm experiencing hurt right now. I'm grieved by this. You know, being honest about it. Don't be in denial of it. Rather, instead of always just focusing only how I feel at that moment, how that made me feel, now knowing that I feel this way by acknowledging it, not denying it, now my focus change. What I do now is now remember Remember God's mercy towards me, how God has shown me mercy throughout my life. And I can start from also him saving me when I didn't even know that I needed to be saved. I thought I was good, you know. When I didn't know I needed to be saved, how he saved me from internal damnation, from condemnation. He saved me from it, you know. He opened my eyes. Basically, he removed that scar from my eyes. I'm able to see clearly. You know, when the word of God is preached to me, I'm able to understand and actually does, you know, transformation in my heart. You get what I mean? It's not just going to be going to deaf ears, you know, it's going to be planted in my heart and my heart will be a fertile soil, you know, and it will actually grow in, in hundred foods, you know, so thanking God for that in the first place. And that's what, um, first Peter chapter one, verse three says about, um, us having that living hope through the you know being born again through a living hope so th- that's one of the God's mercies that's one of probably the biggest one for me and also remembering his promise of uh, spending eternity with him you know when we leave this earth when we leave this present time how he promised us of, of internal life that hope that we are holding on to that he said that will not put us to shame remembering that and trusting in that and using that to uplift my spirit to build even further my faith you know and the eternity that we are going to spend with him was described in book of revelation as new heaven and new earth right Uh, that's why revelation 21 and 22 is actually one of my favorite um chapter in all revelation and let's go ahead and read revelation 22 3 to 5 what it says um, Revelation 22, three to five says, No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. Amen. You see how beautiful that is? You know, when you remember this hope we have with him in Christ Jesus, the, spending our eternity with God, that where there wouldn't be no more sorrow, there wouldn't be no day or night, because God's presence will be that light for us. That means he will spend eternity with us. We don't have to worry about sin anymore. We don't have to worry about disease, worry about... Oh, getting a job or not getting a job or applying or going through all these hurdles we go through in this life, you know, but we focus on our mind in that eternity, how God will wipe away our tears. Is he going to use his hand and wipe that tears from us? Is it, I don't know, just how, just his glorious presence is just enough for us. We don't need night and day anymore because God is present with us. His light will shine upon us. Do you ever sometimes see that and imagine spending eternity with God? How that new earth and new heaven will be like, you know, so that thing, just thinking about it will fill your heart with joy and, and it will build you up and it will, you know, encourage you. It will, you know, build your faith to even be stronger and keep on going. And he have told us in his word, this hope is trustworthy. It will never put us to shame. You know, so we can bank on it. We can go to bank on it and we will cash out. You get what I mean? So that's what, what, what we focus our minded. So you can take a note of this if you are trying to figure out some of the practical ways. One thing it is that you can write down is uh, when, you go, when you are going through trials, at the midst of that trials, what matters is what do you remember? Who do you remember at that moment, you know? Do you remember only how sad you are, how these people hurt you, how this, this, that? Yes, you can remember that because I said before, we're not going to God. Do not want us to be in denial of that. But at the same time, who what do you remember apart from what you're going through right now? Do you remember that eternity? Do you remember God's mercy towards you? Do you remember... His love that has been poured out on you? Do you remember the Holy Spirit dwelling in you? How he's working everything for your own good, for those who are called according to his purpose, you know? Do you remember those? Do you remember God's promise to you? If you don't, just go back to the scriptures and just read. Pick one chapter, just read God's mercy upon us how he delivered you from some accident that could have killed you how he delivered you from some when you were in, in college or younger when you did some silly stuff that you, that normally usually will kill people but you survive from it how God delivered you from those things you know so remembering God's promise and most especially the internal hope we have within Christ Jesus our savior how Jesus has to calm down God in human flesh come then and die for us and save us because we can't save ourselves. That alone will fill your heart with joy. It should fill your heart with joy. Now another thing you can write down too is, since our verse First Peter, First Peter chapter one three to nine, I'm going to paraphrase it that says about, um, we should rejoice in our trials according to the mercies of God shown to us. So basically, what you can do is get a sheet of paper. If you are going through suffering right now, and get a sheet of paper. And just write down and title it, God's mercy in your life. On, what, on one side, write down how God has shown you mercy on this earthly life right that you're living right now. Just write it down. And the other side, you can write down God's mercy for eternal life. Basically, the hope we have in Christ, causing us to be born again in a living hope to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And also the inheritance that we share with our Lord Jesus Christ, because he says in the Bible, we share in suffering with him. We're also going to share in glory with him as well, too. So those things, that's, that's what you should be remembering. Write those things down. Then you can read it to yourself. Read it out loud to yourself. And you can also get some Bible verse, to Used to support some of those things. If you can think of it, go back to the Bible. You can just read Romans eight, and you can get so many God's mercy, and also Romans five, Romans five, and basically all the book of all the New Testament. You can go read it. It has tons of messages of God shown to us. How God has been so merciful to us since even before we were born. How He saved us. Just go write those things down. So when you are in trials, because sometimes when we are going through suffering, we tend to forget those things. So when we write those things down, we can go back and remind ourselves those things and those things will build us up. I don't want us to start focusing on only on the earthly things because we can say, you know what, maybe this is not the job God wants for me. It's going to be another job. And then you apply for another job and then you get disappointment again. By the time you know, you start becoming very depressed or just getting upset for no reason because you are putting your hope on this earthly thing but when you put you you focus on the the internal life the promise of the internal life god had promised to us that hope we have in christ no matter whatever you face you survive it because this world is full of suffering because if you get through these trials most likely you are going to face another new trials that you haven't faced before so that's why you have to stand on that truth that doesn't change no matter what trials that you're facing. Instead of trusting on those those um little um hope that will be broken if you didn't get hired and, and the second time again, you're going to get upset. No, put your trust in that um that hope, that internal hope that we have in Christ. And God has promised us that it will not put us to shame, okay? So that's what I wanted to share with you guys. I hope that also motivate you i hope that encourage you if you are going through any difficulties in your life right now any trials any sufferings or if you have any family members in afghanistan right now or you have a family member that's going through covid right now contacted covid virus especially the new strain and you are feeling like oh my god is there hope yes there is hope and that hope can be found in christ any other hope is perishable, but the hope that we find in Christ is imperishable. It's undefined. It's unfading. So that's the one that I want you to stand on because that hope God has promised us in his word will never put us to shame. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you are encouraged by this episode. I hope you are blessed by it. And um, I'm your host, Connie, signing out. Bye-bye.